When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For all you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the B. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics, 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. Hey, this is a classic beat. Classic beat. For classic episode, Causeway Street Podcast, the 100th episode. 100! episode, fellas. What up? Hey. We made it. We're here. We made it. 100 episodes. Happy birthday. It's not our fucking birthday, guys. <laughs> guys, it's not our birthday. Oh, it's a hundred. No. No. We haven't been around for 100 years. We've only been around for four. 100 episode birthday. <laughs> I the mean, song doesn't fit. Sean. Hey, the song I, doesn't fit. All right, all right, you know what? That cake in the fridge, let's go back then, dude. All right, you you guys go <laughs> cake after cake? this episode. Oh man, Sean got a cake. It says Causeway Street on it. Oh yeah, that strip is about to come out the cake. <laughs> like, how's, your, how's your girl feel about that? Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're celebrating over here, and we have a, uh, we have tons of things to celebrate. Not only because it's our 100th episode, but good we morning. have Antoine Walker joining us. In a few minutes. So this is a huge episode for us, guys. Yo, he, we're he, celebrating. He heard. He's like, wait, what? The 100th episode of Causeway Street? Fuck yeah, come on. He's like, yo, that's my favorite podcast. I got to get on there. Yeah, man. Join these fellas. I, I, you know what? Good morning. Antoine's a, a, a knowledgeable dude about basketball, too. Oh, and of course, think, man. I can't wait to ask him some questions you, you about the uh, old school Celtics. You know what else too. Antoine is, man? He's a very uh, opinionated guy. So we're going to mm. get plenty of uh, yeah, great sound he, bites oh, oh, out of this conversation. He doesn't hold back. I heard he's no, got some beef. Back. Some beef. Some hundred-year-old beef. Oh, man. You got to ask him about it. Happy birthday. <laughs> it's not, 
100 years, Sean. My man. We haven't been around for that. My man. I'm not going to repeat it again. It's not our birthday. All right. Well, let's figure this out. And if it was, that'd be, I don't know how we would still be alive. Well, I think if you had 100 years of podcast, <laughs> you should probably, I mean, you should I'm probably like, hang it up. Like, I, don't know, I don't know how long. <laughs> probably. I don't know how long good. we're going we're we're to be around. I think like, in terms of this podcast and us as human beings. Yeah, we could 100? get to 100 years. No, I'm no, 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 no. Put it this way. If we I don't know if I want to get to 100 years. To now, with no, the no, no, advancements no, no. of medical no. technology nowadays, you could get to 100 years. No, no. If we get to 1,000 episodes and we're still in this format, you know. <laughs> still coming over think, to my house and shit. I think it's time to hang it up. <laughs> we talking about, man. It's Cosmo Street Studios. Yeah. We're gonna, I mean, you come over to Cosmo Street Studios. I mean, Studios I, mean I know you live here, but this is still a Cosmo Street We're going to come over to the Cosmo Street Studios with our 25-year-old kids. Like You just bring Tums. It's still recording. They're like, Dad, can we borrow the car? Like, yeah, just drop me up. Just come back and yeah. like, wait, come back in like three hours. You, you know, you know, when we get to get a record, it takes takes about seven hours now because you know, people gotta pee. Okay, uh, here we go. Everyone puts their glasses on. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm like, <laughs> so uh, the Celtics are uh, sound check <laughs> coming Mike, in. One, two, uh, three, coming in, four. They're coming into the uh, 2045 so, uh, season. Uh, what do you think about legalizing flubber? Uh, <laughs> Uh, I can't believe Adam Silver the twelfth decided. <laughs> oh man! All right, to give I everybody wings. I can't believe LeBron James is still playing. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? That Andy, went that motherfucker gonna retire? And he still got hair. Oh my god! More hair than I do. <laughs> Sean well, you know what I tell about hair. <laughs> All right, before uh, Anton Walker changes his mind, they don't want to talk to us. They're breakthrough in Viagra. <laughs> Let's get this episode started. 100th episode, Causeway Street Podcast. Good morning. That's and be my this 100th episode is, of course, powered by our good friends at FanDuel, guys. It's time for fantasy football, and the best place to go for that is FanDuel. Head over to FanDuel.com slash Causeway. Get yourself signed up. Win some cash, and uh, you can switch up your team every single week. If you haven't already, I don't know what the hell you're waiting for. Head over to FanDuel.com slash Causeway. I did not do good last week. And, uh, yeah, you didn't. But... But and you can get yourself signed up, and you can beat Sean because he's not that good. I I, you go. you I heard failed, it here first. I failed, if you haven't signed up already. I failed awful in the listener league, but my other league, I won fifteen buckaroos, which is not that bad. But it actually buys in all of my winnings this week, and I plan on tripling and doubling all my money this week because in Fanduel, it's just as easy as picking the right guys, man. That's it. And you know what? If you mess up like Sean did, there's always week two. <laughs> there's always week three and so on and so forth. So, you know, guys, head over to FanDuel.com slash Causeway. Get yourself signed up. Play against Sean and I. And uh, you're probably going to lose against me. But maybe you can beat Sean. I mean, I finished maybe. in like I finished in like 185th place. And I think Sway was like 7,014. That's not true at all. Inaccurate. Probably, probably accurate, but uh, just know that uh, just know that uh, Sway still has David Johnson on his roster for a week too. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so you can beat him. That was last year. Shut up, John. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So without further ado, let's bring in our special guest of our 100th episode of Causeway Street Podcast. He was the former captain of the Boston Celtics, three-time All Star. He's also the co-host of the South Side Podcast. And honestly, man, he's one of my favorite Celtics players growing up, man. He is Antoine Walker. What's up, Tuan? Welcome to Causeway Street. Man, thanks. Thanks for having me on, man. Doing Af- good. Absolutely, man. Thanks for taking the time, man. We appreciate it. So, Tuan, in, in light of the Isaiah Thomas trade, of course, the biggest story around here in the last, what, month now, which is, you know, obviously sparked this debate. And it was a debate that we got into here a week ago about how this is uh, hypocrisy going on when, when we're talking about, you know, 
players leaving their teams as opposed to organizations trading. Uh, yeah, like I said, we got into it last week. You know, they, they got a little heated. They got a little heated. <laughs> Just leave it at that. <laughs> but what's your what's your take on this quote unquote double standard? Do you think that it exists in the NBA? Do you think that when a player like Kevin Durant leaves his team for Golden State Warriors, there's an uproar? And but when Isaiah when Isaiah Thomas gets traded, there wasn't much of a backlash from you know Celtics fans in terms of uh, you know people calling Danny Ainge a, a traitor. I think every situation is very unique. Um, you know, for me, it's tough. Um, I'm an old school guy, so I'm just to break down a couple of scenarios. I look at the Kevin Durant scenario, and I put that on Kevin Durant. Um, me as a competitor, I could never join a team um, that beat me. I was up 3-1. Um, I'm playing alongside arguably another top five guy. Uh, we're building something. We've built this organization from the, from the ground up and just leave to go join a team that has three other all-stars that have been to two NBA finals, that has an NBA championship, that has a two-time um, MVP. It makes it very hard for me to join that team. I want to compete against that team and see if we can knock them off. So I was disappointed in Kevin, Dur um, Kevin Durant. Um, I still don't understand why he did it. Obviously, he got a ring this year. He played great. But just from a competitive standpoint, um, I still don't like it um, just because he joined a team that, in the finals, it seemed like the way he played, they needed him. And it doesn't seem like they could get past Cleveland again without him. But at that time and at that situation, I just didn't think it was the right move for basketball. I thought it was taking a lot of competitive edge away, especially in the Western Conference, when you go play with a team that's already stacked like that. And he's arguably the second or best player in this league. So um, I didn't like that situation. That was totally, you know, that was just me and my take on it. Um he did a terrific job and playing with them uh, to be very efficient on the court, to be able to fit in. A lot of guys wouldn't be able to fit in in that type of situation. And obviously, we know how magnificent he played in the finals. The Isaiah Thomas situation, and I mentioned this on my own podcast that, you know, I felt like I think Isaiah Thomas was probably so upset is because I've been in that situation with Danny Ainge and I, I know the type of person that he is. It'd be, it'd be hard pressed for me to believe that Danny Ainge didn't make Isaiah Thomas feel like that they were building something, that they were going to add a piece in Gordon Haywood and that they were going to try to get past Cleveland. So I, I think I know, you know, how Danny Ainge is operated and I know how some of these GMs are and it's tough. I mean, because you, you give your heart and soul and your loyalty to a team and, and you feel like you're building something. And Isaiah Thomas, the last two years, has came into his own. And with the tragedy that he went through last year to still play, you got to give this guy a lot of credit. That has to speak value sometimes. You know, sometimes it can't just be about wins and losses. You got to, you know, sometimes have some loyalty to guys that seem like they have a loyalty to the organization. Nobody would have been mad, I don't think, if he would decided that he didn't want to play in the first round of the playoffs. But instead, he came and he fought through it. And maybe he did it for his own personal therapy. But, you know, that has to speak volumes. And I've been in Boston, and, and Boston fans, are, I mean, they're loyal. They, they respect that. They appreciate that. They appreciate hard work. And I can understand why Isaiah Thomas w was upset and, went to the Players' Tribute. I took out an article in the paper, when I mean, the newspaper back when I got traded in 03. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember just that. To thank, just, to, just to thank the fans. So, right. I mean, it's tough. And, and I think, you know, sometimes it's, it's I know it's tough love in, in, in sports. And I know organizations have to make moves at certain times because you look at Camelo Anthony and what he's going through right now. And, and you know, I feel bad for Melo. You know, he doesn't even make mm -hmm. the, the cover of the media guides and stuff. You know, they don't even put him on that. We're talking about a guy who's, you know, Mr. Olympian, big-time all-star can arguably be considered one of the top 50 players to play this game. And, you know, so that it's tough. I mean, it's a, it's a tough, but 
you know, with, with Isaiah Thomas' situation, I know how he felt in that situation because you give your heart and soul uh, to a team and organization and you feel like you're building something there. I look back at 03, me and Paul were just starting to make the playoffs. Mm. Um, obviously, in 03, we got swept by the New Jersey Nets, but, I mean, we didn't have a real true point guard. I mean, we, we were looking, we needed to add a couple pieces there. I think me and Paul were building a great duel. We had four or five years where we were right behind Shaq and Kobe and scoring in the league. I mean, you think you're building something. You know, the patience now in the league is totally different. Yeah, man. I, I mean, looking back at the Isaiah Thomas stuff, and we definitely want to hear about your dealings with Danny Ainge a little bit, but I, I got a question for you. So put yourself in the GM shoes. Like for, for me, looking at this Isaiah Thomas trade, obviously we're Celtics fans from Boston. Love Isaiah Thomas. Gave his heart and soul, like you said, dedicated to Boston. But put yourselves in the GM shoes with a guy like Kyrie Irving. If you had to if you had to make that deal and you were the GM, would it would you have made that deal or do you think the Celtics gave up too much? I would have made the deal. Let me uh, and it's it's, it's, the, it's a couple reasons why I would have made the deal. The first thing is that I'm, I'm getting a chance to add a guy who's 25 years old, who's won an NBA title who's arguably top three point guard in this league. He, he's a guy that has a lot of heart, and he's a finisher. Right. Isaiah Thomas, you know, no offense to Isaiah Thomas, he's got the heart of, heart of a lion. It's going to be very difficult to win the NBA title with Isaiah Thomas and his size. It's just a, not a lot of plays you can run for him late in games. Um, it's going to be difficult for him to get a shot off. Where Kyrie Irving is totally different. I think you can't continue to draft. I think those draft picks are used for value, and they, they used obviously they had a value draft pick in 2018. So I think that you had to eventually you're going to have to get some superstars in there. Um, I don't think Gordon Haywood is a an A list superstar. I think mm, he's a B list really? superstar. I don't I don't put him in the category with a Kawhi Leonard or Jimmy Butler. I don't put him in that in, in that type of category. I do put him as a, a, a B-list a B star who's going to be a great complimentary piece to a team. But now you add Kyrie Irving, who's got the potential to be a one guy. Now you got something going there where you can put those two guys together, and then you got Al Horford. And I love the two young guys he's decided to keep. Actually, three. I love Marcus Smart. Mm, I, I, like, I, like, I love Jason Tatum. I love Jalen Brown. I think those guys are great pieces to what you're trying to build. So I think they're headed in, in, in the right direction. I love the trade to get Morris, but I hate giving up Avery Bradley too. So it's tough. But if you got an opportunity to get a guy like Kyrie Irving at 25 years old, now fellas, let's also keep this in mind. Isaiah Thomas hip mm -hmm. is not 100%. That's we don't it. know how he's going to how he's gonna come back. It's the yeah. mystery hip, yeah. man. It's the mystery hip. You don't yeah. know. So – at that time, and what I, what they're trying to do with LeBron James, and you got to think about this, with LeBron James, and it's looking like he's not going to stay in Cleveland, I think it's the right move at the time because now that puts you back in the driver's seat probably in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, it may sound like I'm kind of contradicting myself, but I'm not. But <laughs> no, think, we know exactly what you no, mean. That's the debate we got into yeah. last week. That's exactly yeah, what you're saying. I, I don't want to seem like that, but I, <laughs> I believe that if I was a GM, I would have made that move and I would have made it without in a heartbeat. Right. Yeah, all I right. mean, that's 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 what we got into last week, that the double standard still exists, but we still, all three of us agree that we would have made the deal regardless. Yep, so there ain't no right. double standard. I don't know. So. No, there is a double <laughs> standard. There is a double there standard. Is a double standard. <laughs> all right, well, us It is because, I mean, because I, mean, I, I know Boston fans and you guys, I, I mean, it's tough because you see a guy give his heart and soul to you. You see this guy who's made himself into a great point guard in this league, and 
he's built some. You got great chemistry. You win 53 games with him. You win the Eastern Conference. Uh, you win. You win. The, you have the number one number one seed. It's tough to make those moves, and he was a centerpiece in that situation. So it makes it tough. But when you got a chance to get a 25 year old guy that you can see, and then with LeBron James being in question mark and not knowing what he's going to do, and it's looking like he's leaning towards leaving. You got to make that move because you're, you're possibly talking about one year. You could pretty much be on top of the Eastern Conference. All right, well, Twan, to piggyback on that topic of players leaving their teams and free agency and you know the whole uh, conversation about the double standard, uh, Ray Allen recently spoke out about the event that led to him eventually leaving Boston for Miami. Uh, he said, and I quote, uh, he realized they weren't doing him any favors and as far as keeping me, giving me any protections or guarantees of what was going on moving forward. Now, Ainge has gone on record in the past to say that Allen was, in fact, offered the no-trade clause. Allen says that, I mean, he didn't get into specifics. And, and more money. But he says that the Celtics, they they made themselves look good in a situation, and that's simply not true. Now, of course, you've had a relationship with Ainge. You said what you said on your podcast, like you said earlier. Is it possible Ainge did the same thing to Allen that he may have done to you or or who or um, Thomas? Is that a possibility, you think? It's a, it's a strong possibility. I think a lot of people don't understand. I got traded, which is fine. That comes with the business. After trading me and coming back in 05, and we win the division, obviously we got upset. We was the third seed by the Indiana Pacers. I was told by Danny Ainge that he was going to try to make – he was going to – you know, he, he told me, hey, don't beat me up in free agency, but I want you to be a part of this. We got, we're building something here. And the first day of free agency, my, my agent told me Danny Ainge offered me no money. Wow, wow. I know he's, you know, so, and a lot of people understand that. So I didn't get anything offered. So my situation was totally different. So when it got down, if anybody knows, it took me a whole month to sign. I think I signed in like August. Mm. And I was a part of the biggest sign and trade deal in NBA history. I think still to this day, 13 players. And I had to do that. I had to call the owner. You know, I had to reach out to the owner and tell the oh, owner, you, the, you know, yeah, I sign and trade, right. Yeah, I've, I've had to call the owner and reach out to him and let him know that, hey, you know, I've done a lot for this organization. I know, I know you guys don't – can you guys do a sign and trade for me? And they were willing to do that. They kind of um, – they trumped um, Danny Ainge and, and, and said, hey, listen, we're going to do it for you. We just don't want to take a lot of money back in return. So my agent was able to pull off a huge trade at that time. So I know that that could possibly happen. Um, I know how that happens. And I understand the business part of it. But, you know, sometimes you got to have a little loyalty or – you can you can not say anything, um, yeah, you know. Yeah. But Danny, but Danny Ainge is a hands-on GM. I think he's around the players a lot. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm not around this group right now, but I, I'm sure he's around the players a lot. If he's in there, you talk to the guys, and you have you're building a relationship with guys. There's certain things. The business part has to be left between the agent and Danny Ainge, and you just have to, you know, it's tough, but you got to leave it alone at times. Mm. And I think Danny Ainge has spoken out. I think they, and I think that's why you see certain guys. You know, obviously you see Isaiah Thomas speaking out and and wanting to thank the fans and wanting to tell his story on how the situation went down because he felt the team had was bagging him and, and that he was going to be a Celtic for a long time. What did you think about Allen leaving? Do you think that was a trader move? Do you think that was just him doing him? What's your take on that? Uh, that's tough. I mean, I think Allen saw a situation. If you got to think about it, at the point of Allen's career, it's kind of you know he well, he wants to play for championships. I mean, he's coming off a championship run with, with Paul and Kevin, and he's got an opportunity to go join LeBron and D-Wade and play a role over there. I think it was that type of situation. It seemed like they had a little bad blood, um, a little bad blood, you know, between Kevin and, and, and Ray. I mean, between Kevin and Paul. It seemed like it seemed like they had a little bad blood, but um, I think it was purely to try to win a championship. I think he was in the point in his career where he didn't want to go play for a team just to play. He wanted to go play for a championship. 
Don't you think it was kind of like the kind of similar to what uh, Durant did? You know, going to the team that oh, just beat him. Question. You know what's crazy? He's in the, he's been in those battles. Yeah, mm. right. You know, he's been in those battles with those guys. You would think he'll want to stay with them. So I look at it as being some a little bit more personal. Maybe, yep. maybe um, they had kind of grew old of each other. Um, you got to remember they make a good run like that. And, and people don't understand when you're in the NBA and, and you're able to build a good com- camaraderie with a team and friendships, those things are special. They last a lifetime. But obviously it was a disconnect somewhere in between there. And you could tell from the guys. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, if you really look at it, the best situation for him to win the NBA title was to go to the Miami Heat. Yeah, I feel like there was some sort of, like you said, some sort of disconnect between him and the rest of the guys because it seemed like Pierce, too. yeah, and Doc too, Pierce, Garnett, Rondo too, man. Rondo, I'm just gonna get to that. I, I feel like all three of those guys had a much closer bond. As weird as that sounds, because of course Allen was obviously who he was. He was, you know, ab- above Rondo in the depth chart. But at that time, Rondo was starting to become Rondo. I mean, when they won the championship, Rondo wasn't quite Rondo yet. But I feel like I don't know. Maybe there's some. It was a sour relationship between him and the rest of those guys after the way they took Rondo under his wing. You know, the speculation that there was, uh, he didn't like the relationship that Doc and Rondo had put together. They had built a, a strong bond. And, Bradley, uh, too. Yeah, Avery Bradley was became a starter over Ray. I mean, it's a lot of things that could have happened, I feel like. Yeah, and, and you never know how Doc and Ray Allen relationship was, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I could play. It was, it, was a, it was a lot of things that factored into that. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm old school, and me and Ray came in together in 96, and I'm a competitive guy. I like to compete. I mean, I'd rather be with my guys and let's compete and get it on and, and see if we can beat them. I, I don't I don't think you join you, you join the teams to see to make it easier on yourself. I want to compete and go against them. Yo, so it's a, that's a great point too because I mean, right now one of my biggest pet peeves in the NBA is this AAU mentality when everyone's mm. joining up with their buddies who they grew up with or, or whatever. The the biggest stars in the NBA they don't want to beat each other. They want to play with the biggest stars now, right. which is one of the you know the NBA I think is at a point right now where it's very fun to watch. But that's my biggest pet peeve. So tell us a little bit about that. Like when when did you see that shift happening? It and my my feeling on this, I think it's all LeBron James' fault. But I don't know. You you tell me. You tell me. Um, I'm with you guys. I mean, I just kind of follow. I've been, I follow the league, and I'm a you know I'm a fan. I cover the league. Um, I cover these guys. I know a lot of these guys personally. I'm not sure where this came from. Where they just want to be buddy buddy and play with each other and all this stuff. I I don't know where this where this come from. Um, I come in come from an era where when I came to the league, you know we you know Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. And, you know, it was that era where those guys were still involved in the mm. game and, and competing. You were trying to beat them. Right, um, right. You know, so it's different. Uh, I'm not sure. It's making for the game not to be as good. I mean, like right now, let's just talk. Everybody has Golden State and Cleveland in the finals. That's right. it. For the yep. fourth, everybody, fourth straight year. And everybody, like it was, everybody knew last year it was going to be Cleveland and Golden State. Yeah, why mm. even play the we season? Saw, <laughs> we saw Cleveland. We saw Cleveland the last – seven games did not care mm. because they knew that they were going to get out the East, whether they were a two seed, three mm-hmm. seed or four seed. Yeah. So that doesn't make for competitive basketball. It makes for, you know, it, it's kind of, it makes the fans think, well, we'll just wait to the end and see Cleveland Golden State and hopefully give us a good series. I agree. I mean, I think ESPN is pretty happy about it because they're like, Oh, we got all these stars in one game, but I mean, people are going to get sick of that pretty soon. Man. Yeah, if this seems happening, if it's Cleveland and Golden State every year, People are just gonna start tuning out, which I think is really bad for the NBA. Not only, not only that, but you got you have these primetime games on ABC and TNT and ESPN that key players are sitting out because right. they want they, right. the coaches want them to rest yeah. up. Yeah. Yep. 
That, that's, that's yeah, and it's, it's getting, and just to, to add to it, it's good to the point now, like you guys said, but I mean, it makes for regular season not to be exciting. It makes for some of these marquee matchups not to be even worth watching. And the ratings are going to go down. And yeah. I think the league will do some. The league will do some about addressing that. But you know, as long as free agency, the money's at, a, at an all-time high, which I'm excited about. Players are starting to get their just due of of, of compensation. So it's always good to see that. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know what this group is about. This competitive aspect of going against each other is just is went away. It's and it's unfort it's unfortunate. You know, hopefully we can regain that and and get guys to want to be with their team for a while and want to see if they can beat the best. And, you know, so I I don't know if it's going to change for a while. I think you know we're going to see LeBron James is going to be. A, I mean, this free agent class of 2018 is going to be crazy. Yeah. And what or what these guys end up at? Seriously. And and, and and like you just said, LeBron James, who you said the guy that started this, has an opportunity. He's going to be the guy to to finish it. It seems like too. I'm sure <laughs> right. He's going to have he's going to have a unique opportunity to one see if he's going to stay in Cleveland yeah. or is he going to go to L.A. and be a part of all that legacy that they already got set up in L.A. Yeah. All right, Twan. I'd be remiss if I didn't, you know take it back for a little bit talk about your days you know in boston it's funny because back uh-huh. in the back in the mid 90s man when i first started watching the celtics like right after larry Bird retired it it was hard to find a celtics highlight on national tv let alone a, an all-star in the all-star game and so for me you were the first celtics player i saw in an all-star game <laughs> you know years later paul pierce came along of course you guys had that incredible unexpected playoff run in 2002 the greatest moment of that run and i'm sure i'm not the only one that's you know agrees i'm sure everyone agrees with me when i say this was the game three eastern conference finals comeback game against the new jersey nets my question to you twan is what the hell did you say to the team before the fourth quarter in that huddle man this is a po- this is a podcast Twan. you, you don't have to keep it no, clean no, man no, we swear no, all no, the no, time no, man. no the, the series the series was one you know the series was one one we we did a good job going up there we were getting blown out the building and i just felt like paul wasn't playing to the level that he was capable of playing on and i told him i said it's time for you to take it to the next level i told them if we don't if we don't win this game we have to at least fight and we have to put up some type of fight. And I challenged Paul, who was our leading scorer at the time. He was our aggressor. He was the one that had a major mismatch. They couldn't guard him. And I put some pressure on him. I told him I need him to step up. I told him he needed to take the game to the next level. And, and he responded like like never before. But that was one of the, if not, that's obviously one of my top three games I've ever been a part of. Um, one of the best feelings. And just to be in that building, we used to call it the the Fleet Center the jungle. The jungle. Yeah. The they still yeah. play that song. Welcome to the fans to the not go nowhere. Yep. Yeah. To see to see the fans not go nowhere and, and to be able to, to be a part of that and that history come back in the fourth quarter was one of the great things. But honestly, I just told them it was ba- really based on let's just compete so we can have a chance to be in this series. So we don't so they don't think they can just run over us. Because we did a good job. We went up there and stole one game. Mm. Did you think you had a chance in that game being down, uh, what? 20- no, 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 no. I'm not going to lie. No, no, no. I, I just wanted yeah. want to make it respectable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't want to get blown out the building. And next thing you know, we got the chipping away and chipping away. And Paul got Chip. to be in the Paul Pierce that we know, yeah, being right. aggressive, going to the basket and, and just taking off from there. So oh, it, it, it was it was it was a great thing to be a part of. But just more or less challenging, Paul. And, and to, to, to take this game over and to be the player we know he could be. I just remember the looks on their faces, man. Because, I mean, at, at halftime, you know, Kenny and Martin, they were just laughing well, and was, having a good old time, of, you know? Was, you know, I don't want – I was just a lot of F-bombs. I dropped a lot of That's F-bombs. what I want to hear. There you go. I figured. Yeah. I figured. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I dropped a ton of F-bombs. 
that no. we we sort of saw that you know when right. we were watching oh, the yeah. camera we were like let's keep it 100 let's keep it let's keep it 100 man antoine was like yo these motherfuckers are laughing at us you know you the truth get out there I mean, yeah. even, I mean, even the NBC broadcast was—they were talking about something completely different. Yeah, and, they weren't even talking about the game. You guys are cutting away, cutting away at the lead. They're like, "Oh, and now it's a ten-point lead." Like, yep. "Oh my god, we have, to, we have to actually pay attention to this game again." And <laughs> I, I just yeah. like just that that fourth quarter is was one of the amazing fourth quarters I've ever, ever seen. Man. Ever. I've ever um, seen. If, if my brain, um, unbelievable to be a part of. I'm one of them, the best. I'm, I'm saying one of my top three games in my, at least in my NBA career. I can always take, I can always take that with me, and it's always well talked about. And we still got the record as the, the biggest comeback ever in the fourth quarter. So yep. I got something yeah. to hold my head on. There we go, man. Yeah. If, if Mike Green was using that, that line back then, he would have been saying it like ten times. That Paul Pierce knocking down shots, bang, back to back, <laughs> bang. <laughs> All right. So speaking of favorite yeah. favorite memories, what's your favorite Celtics memory? Honestly, you know what? My favorite Celtic memory it was getting drafted by the Celtics. You know, to, to realize, and, and you don't really feel it when you first get drafted, but when you actually fly into Boston, when I came in there, like, my workout was Larry Bird, Dennis Johnson, Casey Jones, ML Carr, Tommy Heisen, Dave Cowell. You know, you got to think about it. When I walk in there and those guys are in there, that goes crazy. Yeah, that was, that was, that was amazing, man, because, you know, you came along, like I said, a year later, boom, in the All-Star game. You know, that was something I, I wasn't used to seeing a Celtics play in the All-Star game in those years when I first started watching the Celtics. Yeah, I got lucky. Rick Pitino came, so I got a little, got my college back. <laughs> yeah, I right, gonna, right. I know he's going to let me do my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Gave you the green light, huh? Speaking of, speaking of that season, talk about your relationship with Michael Jordan. I feel like mm. uh, that gets overlooked uh, during your playing career, especially your mm. early years while he was still in the league. How, how was that? You know, the uh, Chicago connection and... Well, it, it, it was kind of crazy. You know, I met, met um, obviously I played against Michael, knew him, but never knew him on a personal level. We hung out. And in 2001, I get a phone call um, from Michael Jordan. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wow. And, it's got to be a prank call, like, right? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, hey, I need you in the gym with me. He said, I'm thinking about making a comeback. Oh, so ah. I, I changed my whole summer plans. I'm like, Michael Jordan wants me to work out with him. <laughs> yeah, drop what you're doing. So <laughs> I changed my whole life. So it was one of the best experiences of my life. So the next six years, I from 2001 to, to 2007, I got a unique opportunity to be around Michael on a on a daily basis and to watch his work ethic, to watch him at the age 39, 40 years old, the work he puts in uh, to be the best player to ever play the game was was amazing. Um, the friendships, the toughness, the competitive juices that I learned from him, uh, the everyday pickup, being in the gym with him and him telling me I never won shit. You'll never be nothing. You need to win a title. Oh. Being ha- Having individual skills is not everything. You got to win. So just stuff like that was just was always resonated with me. And I was able to get me a title in 06 and, 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 and be in that same conversation as an NBA champion. So I just learned so much from him. Um, just as far as work ethic and how how to prepare yourself, how to be a pro. So those are days I will never take back. But just being a competitor, being competitive all the time, wanting to win all the time, instilling that in my blood, I always, um, I always remember Michael for that. Did, did uh, he hit you up after uh, the Heat won 
the championship in 06? Oh, yeah. I still was hanging with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got that got my chance to talk shit then. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, you've been you haven't won since 98, man. I had to hear for so long that I never won anything. I used to be like, I was a co- I'm a college champion. He'd be like, that ain't you ain't an NBA champion. So just to, just to, just to finally get one and be on that plateau. And obviously, um, he was very, uh, you know, apologetic and told me congratulations. And, you know, so that was that was a great highlight of my life. But from 01 to 06, just being around Michael on a daily basis was was tremendous and a big highlight for me in my career. Well, speaking of that of that championship. You know, with 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 D Wade and with Shaq, like how how was it winning that that title that year? That year was special. I mean, um, we had a slogan that year called "15 Strong." I don't know if you guys are familiar with yeah, that, but we had these that. things. We had a thing called "15 Strong." One of the closest teams I ever been a part of. Mm. Um, we necessarily didn't have like a world beater season where we won 65 games. I think it was a two seed. I think we won like 52 games, but we were very close. We had a ton of fun off the court. Um, to be honest with you, we knew we were getting to the finals. I can't tell you that we knew we was going to win the NBA championship, mm. but we knew we were going to get to the NBA finals. We knew we was going to have a chance to win one. That was never a doubt in our mind. We didn't always show it through the season, but once playoffs came, we, we focused in, locked in, and we rolled the way. We rolled D-Wade, Flash. We rolled his back. We saw one of the best epic uh, final performances by anybody that ever played a game. I mean, his final performance goes underlooked because of what we've seen LeBron and LeBron do, and yeah. and obviously what Kevin Durant did. But Dwayne Wade final is up there with those guys. It was epic. Yeah. It was unbelievable to be a part of to see how he played and how we worked. But the best team I've ever been on, as far as team on and off the court. I mean, it was a rare chance that you would not see six, seven, eight guys at dinner on a row together. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we just we we just were very close. Um, it was something I always remember for the rest of my life. It was one of the biggest things to be a part of, to be able to bring a championship to not necessarily a basketball city. We all know what Miami's known for, and it's, that wasn't necessarily known for NBA NBA championships. And to bring one there, and then for me personally to play alongside Shaquille O'Neal, um, Alonzo Mourning, Gary Payton. You know, Hall of Famers, guys that I have much respect for, that I grew friendship with, James Posey and obviously D. Wade and, and then J. Will, White Chocolate. Just those relationships and being close with those guys and being around them. It was just an un- unbelievable um, experience for me in my life. So it's something that goes, you know, always in, in, in my memory bank. And I always love sharing stories and talking about it because it was just a, such a great time and, and playing for the legendary Pat Rally. It was just great. Yeah, there was a lot of gritty vets. I, I was about to, I was about to mention that, but you 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 already did a lot of veterans. I feel like uh, that was an underrated team in terms of champions in the last you know ten to fifteen years. Yeah. You know the old six heat that was a uh, that was a good run. I, I I enjoyed watching you guys, especially you know since the Celtics watching, sucked that year, dude. Antoine, you know you winning <laughs> yeah. a championship that was that was great. Yeah. Oh yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate. It. But that was that was one of the epic. That's that's that was one of the the most epic teams I've ever been on, and people would never understand. So I, I know you just talked about a couple of Hall of Famers you played with on that Miami team. So hey, hop on topic in the NBA right now. T-Mac just got inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? And is, you know, I, I personally think, yeah, I think he's fine to get in the Hall of Fame. He led the league in scoring a couple of years. But how do you feel about that? Is T-Mac in, in that class of Hall of Fame NBA players? Um. I think he deserves to make it. I think his numbers speak for itself. I think it opened the door for a lot of other guys that, that possibly should be in or could get in. I think about Grant Hill. Obviously, we know he has some injuries towards the end of his career, but 
I mean, at one point in Grant Hill's career, he was considered the second best player in the league behind Michael Jordan. Um, then you also got to think about um, Penny, Penny Hardaway. You know, I, I think about Penny Hardaway, and if, if, if he's going to make it, it's Chris Webber going to make it. Uh, it's just so many guys that kind of now that you open the door for those guys to make it. True. Because Tracy never won a championship, we know he had some great years scoring the basketball. So he's opened the doors that we're going to reward guys that have great individual years for multiple years. Now we're going to reward those guys with being Hall of Fame guys without having the NBA championships, without playing in the meaningful playoff game. So um, we'll see some guys come up because right now, you know, the Chris Pauls of the world who's never played mm-hmm. in the you know oh. in, in the Western Conference Finals, you got that guy coming up. You got a Camelo Anthony who's never been played in that level. You know what I mean? So you got the guys that haven't played those games, but they have the individual accolades to be very good and, and well-deserved. So well-deserved by Tracy, great individual talent. I enjoyed his, his days, especially in Houston when it was him and Yao Ming. I mm-hmm. thought they was a great tandem. Um, so well-deserved, but I think he opened the doors for a lot of other guys to finally make it. Like you, Twan, when are you getting there, man? When are you getting the call, man? You, you're, you're up there? You, you got the what? championship, you know bro? Come I, I on. Think, I, I think my numbers are good enough to make it, yeah. but I think I didn't leave the game the right way. Mm. Um, taking a buyout, getting back in, having some trouble off the court, DUI at the end, um, having to go through my bankruptcy and all that. I just think people put you in a certain light and it, it kind of rubs the voters the wrong way. They kind of look for all the, like, the perfect stories. you know. So you don't yeah. really kind of see those guys. You know, Guys like myself, we kind of get left out of that out of that situation. But, you know, one thing I can say, I'm in the Chicago, I'm in the Chicago land hall of fame. I'm at, I'm in the hall of fame at the university of Kentucky. There you go. I got an NBA, I got an NCAA championship. I got an NBA championship. There we go. I'm very happy. I'm very happy with my NBA career. I was able to play 13 years. I was able to make a ton of money. I, so those things I could never take away. The NBA has been great for me. So hall of fame. I mean, I make you can't get everything. You can't have everything in life. So, um, but I think the way I left the game was not good enough for for me to be considered in the Hall of Fame. But my numbers are strong enough. Yeah, they're, they're up there. Me. They're up there, yeah. bro. That's that's what I mean. I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the middle of the pack with the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. Right, I mean, right. hey, if they start opening the door, you know, we slide right in there, man. Hey, but you know what? Maybe maybe the Celtics Hall of Fame someday, man. You never know. Hey, Twan. Yeah. What are the chances we can see you back on the court, man? You know, you got the Ice Cube Big Three League. You know, I seen some I, I, seen some video I, of you I, shooting I, around. I, I saw I, you, man. Actually, I want to play in the big three after watching it this year. I think I'll be – I could play in a three-on-three. I like the fact that it's half court. It was going to take a while. It'll take me working out um, hard all winter uh, to get back in some basketball shape. I wouldn't want to play and get hurt. Um, but it's something that I'm thinking about. Um, I have been back working out. No, no basketball related. Just starting to run and, and things that they're putting my body back in there. But it's something I'm really thinking about. I think Cube is, is actually – going to be very successful in this league i think the sponsorship dollars are going to pick up you're going to start to see more people get behind this league because of the summertime i think people like to see basketball through the summer it's not a lot on tv in the summertime besides baseball so and the WNBA. so i think people will start to like it i think you'll start to get some bigger names playing in it and i think it's going to be a good league i think it's good i don't think it's overkill i think when you think about a half court 
games to 50. Right. I think guys are playing very competitive. As you saw, if you watched that league all the way, guys got in better shape as the league went on. And it was, <laughs> I was very it was competitive, great. too. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> that was it's the best like, part. It's like when you uh, when you used to play those, you know, back in the day, you play at those pickup pick up games in the summertime, you know, by the end of the yeah. league, everybody's in great shape. That's when it gets, <laughs> <laughs> that's when it yeah, gets so good. It's, it's hey, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The, I'm not going to tell I, I, Honestly, guys, I don't know how you get in or how you get in touch with Cube. Is it a tryout? But all I could do is try to put myself in some decent shape come, you know, March, May. Fun, you know, right around that. If you want to get in the league, I think I think they got a position for you in the league, man. I mean, Deshaun Stevenson was like the best player, I, dude. You, you're yeah, you're much can, better than that. <laughs> but I can play. I can play in the league. I can shoot the three. Yeah. I can post up half court. It'd be good for me. Done. So it'll be good. But I, I am. I, it is like a on my. It's on my bucket list. There we go. Okay. But it's up there. Okay. Like, to, we'll, to, to get back in there. We'll look so, out for that. So who who would be your teammates? Who would you call up if you if you if you? You were know what? I got a, I got an appearance. I got an appearance with Paul. Yeah, hey, that's what I mean. Team and back I'm, up. And I'm going to talk to Paul about if, they gonna, if, they, if those guys are going to play, who he knows is going to play. If those go. guys are going to play in this league, I'm definitely trying to get in there. Nice. So I take it, I take it you, you, and, you and Paul Pierce still, still keep in contact, still still good friends? Not not as not as much as we, we should be, okay, um, but okay. we are still friends. We you know obviously follow each other on social media. Um, obviously, I did some stuff for um, him when they were trying to do some tribute to him and, with the Clippers, and I'm pretty sure I, I may get a phone call uh, when they put his number in the Raptors in, in Boston. But uh, huge fan, supported him 110. percent We spent eight years together, so mm-hmm. you don't just throw, you don't just throw those years away. Hell yeah! So I, I take it so we are we are gonna see you make an appearance when Paul Pierce gets his number retired here in Boston. That'd be dope, man. See you two together. 100. percent Hell yeah! Whether I'm involved in the ceremony or if I'm just there. To, to show praise to a guy who had a great, great career. Nice. You heard yes. it here first. The people want to see. Street podcast. Yeah, yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> Antoine Walker going to be in the building in next February. That's what's up. 100% I'll be in the building. You don't awesome. have to worry about that. That's what's up. Hey, we'll have to get you on a live broadcast then. You have to come in the studio, man. We'll talk to you then. We'll, we'll... Oh, yeah. Without question. I like that, man. I'm trying, nice. I'm trying to jump in. Let's I'm jumping in, you guys, I'm jumping in you guys' space now, man. I love the podcast. <laughs> I love to be able to love talking the game and everything. So, definitely, we got we to gotta make this a relationship and help each other out. Yeah, man. Oh, that's what's definitely. up, Twan. Yeah, so the Southside Heat podcast, before we get you out of here, man, talk about that how did that come about with you and your, your and, uh, my co-worker clement townsend we both worked together at 120 sports is now called a stadium and we always argue it's just like probably <laughs> you guys sit around we well, argue all the time about much what we do here right <laughs> yeah so we argue and we just got to talk and i was like you know what let's try to do a podcast we was like you know what let's buy some equipment and let's try to see if we can do it and and push it and we just yeah. been working hard trying to get it out there we got there kind of late in the season so we don't have 100 episodes like you guys we're still in the 20s so we're, hey, we're behind fine. you guys but we get, <laughs> you'll we get, get there man just keep trying man. yeah it took us four <laughs> years to get to 100 man so it's uh, not like see, don't tell them that man you don't <laughs> right. have to tell them that you have to tell them all that yeah so we we, we, we um, we're gonna try to get this thing going and hopefully this season coming up we're coming out from day one we're gonna be all over actually we're gonna film something tomorrow we're gonna actually nice. take something tomorrow this is kind of keep people irrelevant. That's outside. He is still going. And it's going to be something that's going to continue on for, for as long as we can keep it going. Cause I love having a voice. I love being able to talk about the game and, and talk about things that's going on. I feel like I have a perspective. I think I've been around the game long enough and Absolutely. Clementine, we argue all the time. So we try to feed off each other and we can argue on air. Yeah, man. It's a great podcast. I checked out a couple. I didn't even know you had a podcast until I heard you talking about Danny Age. And I was like, wait, Twan's got a podcast? (laughs) Yeah. We we try to, we try to, I mean, Southside Heat, right? Southside Heat. Yeah. There we go. 
and, and also the Southside Heat thing come from. We're both from the Southside of Chicago. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 All right. So Be- it's it's real simple where we came up with that from. We're both from the Southside of Chicago. There you go. So final question for you, Tuan. I gotta know yes. this. I've been I've been wondering about this my entire life. <laughs> entire life, damn. Entire Where life. <laughs> did you come up with the Walker Wiggle? Hey. <laughs> you know, you know what? It's crazy. I, I don't know if you guys saw a lot of my college footage, but I used to dance in college all the time. Yeah. Um. So when I dunked the ball, I was used to do a little, you know, a little shoulder shake and all that. Little shimmy. And then it just yeah, became Walker used natural. to dunk a lot. You used to, you used to dunk a lot back in college. I remember that. Yeah, I used to be on top of the press, so I get, used to get rewarded with those steals and be around the basket and stuff. So it just came out natural, like, and it's just something that I kind of picked up. And when I first started doing it, you know, some coaches don't really like you to, you know, to show <laughs> out. They look at that showboat. Right. Yeah, but yeah. Jim, O'Brien, but Jim O'Brien let me go and there let me go. let me do it. So. I kind of, you know, did that. I'm, I'm really mad that Steph Curry's trying to do it. I really yeah, wanna, yeah, it's ridiculous, I right? Know, cause, cause I got different variations of it. Yeah, so you, man. You just, they don't know it. It's just certain times of games, certain times of situations, you bring it out. But yeah, it's something I started, and you know, it's funny. Everybody knows me from it, so it's something that you know I'm proud of. It's my signature, it's your signature. My favorite Definitely. thing growing up watching basketball is like, watch, he's gonna hit this three. The wiggles coming, dude. The walker wiggles <laughs> oh, yeah. coming. You know he's coming. coming. Oh, you know yeah. he's coming. Once you once you had a couple had a couple baskets, I was like, next one, bang, wiggle, boom. Yo, Twan, my, oh, fa- yeah. my my favorite one that I can think of, uh, game five. 02 against the Philadelphia 76ers, man. You did a mean one. I remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. That game was crazy. La- I think Larry Brown still pissed at me about it. <laughs> good, good. He was eating. Uh, yeah, I think he, I know I know exactly the one you're talking about. Yeah. So I, think still, I think he still pissed at me about that. Oh, oh man. Good. Antoine, yo, can't thank you enough, man. We appreciate you coming man. through, man. On our 100th episode, man. We appreciate yeah, man. you coming through, Kristen. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on the 100th episode, man. Good luck to you guys, man. Make sure you have me on the yeah, absolutely. We'll talk, man. We'll do. Season's gonna start up. We have a lot to talk about. Oh, uh, season's yeah, gonna we'll, be we'll have, crazy. We'll, we'll have you back on for some predictions, All and right. we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about the, the season coming up. Yeah. yeah, man. Good looks. All right, fellas. All right. All right, man. I remember a lot of those wiggles when Tommy would go nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy would go, go nuts. Yeah. It's the wiggle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Antoine Walker checking in. With Causeway Street for the 100th episode. Guys, make sure you check out his podcast as well, man. Southside Heat Podcast. Uh, he's on there with his uh, co-host, Clement Townsend. It's man. pretty good. He's honest as he was today. Man, that was fun, man. Yeah. That I, was, think it, I think it was, was more, I think more so. Road. More so. Like, Twan's a cool dude. Yeah. I yeah, can't wait for him back. to come back on here, man. Yeah, that was really back. good. I don't think that surprised any of us, did it? That he was a cool dude? I thought he would be an asshole. Really? I'm just kidding. No, man. I didn't fucking know, dude. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> you were pretty convincing there, man. I looked at you. I was like, wait, what? I didn't expect that at all. What are you talking about? Nah, man. Twan's a dude, man. I talked to him before. And he was like, yeah, I'll fucking come on. It's like, fuck yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, Sean reached out to him, man. That was a good look. Looking looking for a good future partnership. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you come to town to go see Paul Pierce's number get retired. That's going to be fun. Mm, breaking news. Oh, was that, did that happen here in Causeway? A little was, bit. that an exclusive? I feel like we missed some stuff. All right, let's get into it. What we missed, Joel? Yeah, what did we miss? In case you missed it. 100 episodes. I don't think we missed much. Well, Anton Walker, after he left the Celtics, he went to the Miami <laughs> Heat. <laughs> uh, no, in case you missed it. If I you didn't a, know the biggest signing trade ever. I got an update on uh, Charles Oakley, folks. Oh, oh we haven't talked about Oak in a while, man. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, the former Knicks forward. He was involved in the uh, an altercation back in February. I remember it fondly. Well, apparently now file a civil suit stemming from the the ejection. 
and the no, arrest. I was gonna say injection. What happened? And the arrest from the nationally televised game when the the Knicks took on the Clippers. Mm. It is unknown if the if the Knicks owner James Dolan or anybody from Madison Square Garden will be the subject of the suit. But as Sean mentioned, I reported he's suing somebody. He's suing somebody. But I, re- I re- somebody's got to pay. I reported about a month ago that the uh, NYPD charged Oak with three counts of assault plus a criminal trespassing charge. And while, while Oakley did accept a, a plea bargain uh, last month that all charges would be dropped as long as the former NBA vet wasn't arrested for a period of six months and he also had to stay away from Madison Square Garden for a year, Dolan speculated that Oakley on that, the night in question was uh, under the influence of alcohol when uh, Oak was tossed from MSG in the middle of the first quarter. I don't know why I forgot that, but I felt like it was like in the middle of... It was mad early. It was... <laughs> like the game. People, people still get into their seats. Yeah. <laughs> Some people just can't hold it. Like, oh, oh shit, is that Oakley? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy screaming out? Oh, is that Oakley? <laughs> yeah, no, Oakley. He told the New York Daily that MSG security personnel were the instigators that night. And I quote: "I was there for literally four minutes." Said Oakley. I didn't say anything to him. I swear on my mother. They came over and wanted to know why I was sitting where I was sitting. Well, if he swears on his mother, if he swears on his mother, this is the God's honest truth. Yeah, man. <laughs> he continues uh, by saying, I bought a ticket. I said, why do you guys keep staring at me? And then they asked me to leave. And I said, I'm not leaving. End quote. Boom. So, you know what? I've gone back and forth with this. And for a while, I was thinking, you know what? Yeah, he was probably drunk. But now, now that I think about it, maybe he was just buzzed. He maybe was... they just assumed that he was trashed he when, was too, when he, I, yeah he i don't probably, think he, was, he might he probably had a couple drinks but he wasn't you know he was probably trash he wasn't trash but he was definitely drunk i mean i don't think like, yeah but i don't, I don't think he was like belligerent i don't no. think when he bought the ticket he was like oh this is near where james dolan sits dude no i don't think that was the case at all yeah. I, the, the, I mean, the question I, is was how drunk all, was he and how aggressive was he but first of all you know? why is oakley buying a ticket like why isn't he allowed to go to madison square garden like, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. like Jojo White mm-hmm. here at the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I don't think he buys a ticket. He kind of just walks. He's like, oh, I want to see this game tonight. We'll let him right in. He didn't bring that championship home, man. Nah, yeah, man. That's yeah, championship that's status right there. Bite him in the ass at some point. Well, we'll see how that ends. Uh, in case you missed it, Kobe Bryant will not only have his jersey retired on December 8th when the Lakers take on the Warriors, but both of his numbers, 8 and number 24, will go up to the rafters at the Staples Center. <laughs> oh, man, Really? You know, he wore both jerseys. Is it gonna be split. like a split screen? I don't know. I don't know how the fuck they're gonna do it, but <laughs> split screen, like a little split. Box. Which one do they pull up first? Eight, probably eight, because that was the first one he wore. But he he wore they're both. Like, Get ready for this, folks. One other number going in the Raptors tonight as well. <laughs> it's still Kobe Bryant. If I had to guess, it, I think they both are just gonna simultaneously go up at the same time. I hope I don't. Don't put money on that. No, I don't. Come on, man. Come on, let's put a little f- friendly wager, huh? Joel's not a betting man. Put a gun to his head, man. No. <laughs> Still gonna be simultaneously raised. Yeah, I take that bet. They both go up. Split screen. Who I'm going split screen. Wait, wait. wait. So, so I got that bet. Split this, screen. This is the real question. This split is the real screen. question. It's not not fucking Sega Genesis. This is the real question. <laughs> Would you rather eight Kobe Bryant or twenty four Kobe Bryant? Well, let me get into some of his stats from both jerseys, and then we can you can make a better decision. Mm, I already know my decision. Well. He wore both jerseys for 10 seasons each. With his number eight jersey, he won three rings with Shaq. Was an eight-time All-Star. First team All-NBA four times. With his number 24 jersey, he won two rings, 10-time All-Star, two finals MVP, and one league MVP. Who are you going with? I'm still taking number eight, bro. 
Really? I'm still doing it, man. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, you thought Kobe, the Kobe nah. was better than number twenty four. You got yeah. to go twenty four no. because because he he didn't have Shaq for those rings, man. No, I don't care. He was putting those numbers up. Yo, he was putting numbers up with those horrible teams where Smush Parker was his point guard. I would take Kobe eight. Fucking number Smush. Eight Kobe. Smush. I would take number eight Kobe. Number eight Kobe was a better player than number twenty four Kobe. He was. He was more explosive. He was just. He would, maybe he was young. Maybe he was a little mature. But I mean. I don't care, man. That the talent he showed as a Kobe to me was what made him Kobe. And then twenty four mm, Kobe, had the, he had the post up game with number twenty four. I know he became old man Jordan, man. But I yeah, mean, still exactly. like young young Kobe was. That was Kobe. Young, 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 Kobe, young Kobe shot three straight air balls in the playoffs. That's yep. okay. That what? Come on, man. Yeah, that was like his. <laughs> yeah, he was like a teenager. Still. It was when like he, did that. He, was, he was like nineteen years old still, when he did that. Still, listen, nah, listen, listen. I'm young Kobe all the way. No, 24 Kobe. Knocked off the big three and pretty much came back to the throne of the NBA after those rough years, man. I give him props, man. After this, the again, his point guard was Smush Parker, man. He would only Smush have won, Parker. he would only have won one championship. Oh, he would have won no but he championships never left. 24. If LeBron James had Smush Parker as his point guard, oh, he'd be out. Yeah, Smush mid year. Who's okay. on that team? I'm still taking number eight. No, who am I? Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting another, another chump. Let me look it up. Another what? Parker. Another chump on that on that team. Well, Lamar Chucky Odom was there. Chucky Atkins. Chris Mim. Yeah, Chris. He played with, with, play with some <laughs> some studs. Both of those guys both play for for the Celtics. So. Yeah. Wait, Freaking, hold on. Uh, Who am I forgetting here? What's that? Like the 04, 05 team? Yeah. No. Oh six team. Oh six. He did score eighty one points with number eight. I give you that. Yeah, man. I I just I just feel like. Kobe with number eight. But then again, he beat the Toronto Raptors. But so but at like the same time, like he was Kobe. He beat, beat Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose was guarding him. Kobe was he he was one of the most transcendent talents as number eight. And then I think like he became Well, oh, he was a dunk champion's number eight. Yeah, you're right. You know what? No, I just I just <laughs> dude. Number eight Kobe was better. Like with the throw and everything too. Like that like, dunk contest was so bad they stopped doing it for the next three years. He was if if he didn't have Shaq on his team, if if he wasn't the second fiddle to Shaq, which obviously as a young guy, you're going to be second fiddle to the best center center ever to come into the NBA, right? If he didn't have... I don't know. I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar might have something to say about that. No, I'm just saying... Okay, okay. Well, he would have made Allen Iverson look like nothing if he had a squad. If, he, if you switch places, he would have... He probably could have beaten the Lakers if you switch Allen Iverson and Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant could have taken that Philly team and beaten the Lakers that year. That's how good I think he was. <laughs> Jordan Farmar. That's him. As oh, a that's rookie. Right. Jordan As a rookie. Farmar, dude. Kwame Brown. Mm. Yeah, those teams that are. trade for Pogasol pretty much put them back in the uh, the forefront in the Western yeah. Conference. But but you can say Kobe carried that team, though. You can't say that Paul had that much of an influence. I mean, he obviously had no, an impact. Paul had a big I still, influence. I still think he, he, was, influence, I still think he was the MVP in the 2010. Right. It wasn't like 1A, 1B type of impact. It was like he was the clear-cut number one guy. And Pogasol was a contributor. Garnett and Perk don't get injured though. Kobe's got no rings as twenty four. No, because they would have beat Orlando. He would have beat Orlando. Mm, no, no, because Garnett, Garnett would have been healthy. Gotcha. Yeah. One thousand percent. Celtics oh. would have three peated. Well, the world may never know. You know what? Maybe two thousand ten they lose. Two thousand nine. That they team fucking with Garnett. Kill him. Yeah. yeah. Kill him. That team came out the gate winning. Remember that? Celtics? 23 the 08-09 like, team? 23 and like three or some shit like that. Like, no, they had three separate uh, win streaks that were 15 plus. Yeah, games. 15 plus, yeah. Nah. 
That, yeah. Then Garnett Ridiculous. got fucking injured in Utah. Won, yeah, and Utah. I was at fucking Salty Dog in Springfield. So mad. They won. They won. Six, they won sixty-two games that year. As as big baby as they're starting, starting without war. without KG in those last couple. Of I months, was yeah. underage drinking in a bar when that happened. Mm. Nice. One, mm. one of those dollar draft nights. Well, know, Kobe is uh, it, currently third on the all-time scoring list behind Karl Malone and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with thirty-three thousand six hundred forty-three career points. Kareem. In case you missed it, right. old friend Stefan Marbury wants to make an NBA comeback before retiring from basketball. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's your thing now. <laughs> That's your fucking That's your catchphrase now. You got to say that. <laughs> no. I, I swear that shit doesn't get old. <laughs> doesn't get old. He recently posted a video on Instagram about an NBA comeback. And get Starberry, the fuck out of here, dude. Starberry still has one he's year not left. Joking, he legit yeah, he's, said he's, this. He's, yeah, the same guy who eats like Vaseline. Yeah, he's he's legit. Oh come on, man. He's never gonna live that down, huh? He still has one year left on his contract with the Beijing People Fly don't Dragons. People don't forget the Beijing the, Fly Dragons for the 2017-18 season for the Chinese Basketball Association, uh, which could end as early as the beginning of March, depending if. They go into the playoffs. I thought he played for the Shanghai Sharks. Nope, not anymore. No, that's just Yao Ming. Yeah, so he's going to retire from the CBA, and the uh, 40-year-old, at that point he'll be 40 years old, would like to return to the NBA after a long hiatus. Oh, do you know who else is playing in China? Do you you have this in there? Uh, No, who else is playing it? Oh, well, I I got it. I got it. It's coming. It's coming. I knew it. Stevie? No, no, we'll get it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, You know, after a long hiatus, which he last played in the NBA for... The Knicks and the Celtics in the 2008-2009 season. Surprised we bring up that season. I mean, he did shit for us. It was James Young. He's playing in China. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. RJ Hunter? You got to wait, man. So no, RJ's he, trying out for Phoenix. Marbury says that in honor of his fans, he wants to retire. In the NBA? In the NBA. What's he, where, where is he going back to? Phoenix or New Jersey? I don't know. New Jersey doesn't have a team. You know what I mean, dude. Yeah, but still, he was only there for a couple of years, right? Yeah, but that was when he like came. What would it be? The Knicks over New over the Nets? Or he should go back to Minnesota, where he, you know, screwed yeah. over. Okay, so actually, he actually had a couple. Honestly, of Honestly, I don't think he can go back anywhere. I mean, if we're talking about Phoenix, what? Phoenix. oh, retiring Phoenix, he can go back to. Phoenix. I thought you guys meant retiring his number. Never mind. I thought you meant just like Phoenix would be the place that they still love him. I think. I don't know about he, that. Yeah, man, he didn't. Yeah. He, did, he got traded. He didn't get. He didn't leave a free agency. He didn't screw nobody over. Well, he played his. Most of his years in the NBA with the Knicks. It's just tough to say that because Steve Nash just went off in Phoenix. Right. But so I mean. People f- completely year, forgot about him. Ask, ask, ask any Suns fan. Ask Tunis tomorrow when we see you, dude. Ask him about. He's going to say fuck Marbury. That's ask him say. about Stefan Marbury's year. No. He was a beast in Phoenix. He's going to say it. He's going to say it. He's going to say it. All right. He's going to say it. All right. In case you missed it. Uh, Paul Pierce uh, has been a busy guy. He's out in uh, China. Busy, busy. Um, he's with your boy. I still don't know why he's out in China, but he's with your boy. He's out in China. Well, actually, before he found my boy, he was actually he's he's been looking for Brandon Jennings. You know why he's looking for Brandon Jennings? Big because, three team. No, because Brandon Jennings said that he <clears throat> has recently signed a deal to play in the China League. <laughs> after he said to Paul Pierce on Twitter, "This is it, huh? You, oh, should, right. you shouldn't you shouldn't get a, a, a farewell farewell to our after one ring." Yeah, that was right after they beat the Wizards. And then he deleted it. Shit. Yeah. Then he deleted it because Paul Paul gave him shit on Area Twenty One. He was like, "Oh, you know, the wackest player to ever talk shit about me." All right, great, <laughs> right, awesome, Brandon Jennings. Who the fuck are you? And then and then and then he goes, tried, and then Brandon Jennings tried one. to fix it by saying, "You know what? No, Paul's a good dude. You know, Paul's you know he's he's legit. Like I just watched highlights, and he was he he's legit. Too late because Paul's not gonna give it up. No, and, you go, and to, and now, go to his Instagram. And then now he's not in the league anymore. Yeah, go to his Instagram. Random people he runs into. Hey, you know where I can find Brandon Jennings? I can't find him. I goes, can't find him. I'm looking for him. 
He was at like this party. He was like, "Wait, is is that Brandon? Brandon, Brandon, we're over here. Come on." Oh, no, that's not Brandon. Oh, that's not him. That's not even him. He was at a, he was at a restaurant. The, hibachi thing. Yeah, the hibachi. Like, it up. And the guy's like, you know, doing his thing. He's like, "Wait, you don't know who Brandon Jennings is? Like, can you help me find He's Brandon like, Yo, Jennings? I'm looking for him. I'm looking for him." Kind of so, answers it for him too. He goes, "No." No, he doesn't know, man. Can't find him. By the way, you know your you know your NBA career is over when you have consistent beef with Terry Rozier. <laughs> like that's the dude who you get beef with, dude. What's his deal? I wish I wish Terry. They hated each other. I just wish Terry just smacked him. Like, he was about to. Like not he even was, punch him, just smack the fuck out of him. Smack him. Yeah. So fucking yeah. So Brandon Jennings. So Paul that's Pierce. It, Paul Pierce it. is on his search for Brandon Jennings. That's it, really. But that's other, it. no, that's not that's not it. I'm, I'm not done. With no, I'm just saying that was the Chinese guy. That's that a, that's that's, a, that's the player that went out to sign in the Chinese league. That would be a lot better than Brandon Jennings. Even I'm disappointed. I saw that Paul. Paul actually yeah. thought someone that was legit having beef with. Would so be where's James Young playing? I don't know what James. <laughs> oh no, he's actually got he got picked up by the Bucks for training. No, guys, I said James Young when I talked about the Chinese. Oh. <laughs> You gotta wait for the wait for it, man. Somebody right. is playing in China next year. Give it a second. You're it, gonna find out soon. It's already been told. It's Brandon Jennings. No, that's not. Oh, that's another one. There's another one. Oh, that's another one. <laughs> Joel, oh, is that who you're talking about? I was talking about. Oh, Brandon so you Jennings. don't know? Who, you don't know which one I'm talking about? Spill oh. the beans, motherfucker. Spill the beans. Oh, should I, should I, should I, hold on. Let me. Let me. Yeah, let me keep teasing. All right. All right. Stop. So, tell you in a second. But so he's, he, he's still gonna be disappointed because it's the build up. But anyways. <laughs> Hey, you might besides not. searching for Brandon Jennings and You'll playing, be surprised. Never know. Besides, playing, you know, searching for Brandon Jennings, Paul Pierce ran into none other than his ex teammate. You know what? Fuck it, Ray. Ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought on the 100th episode, Joel will finally say go. his full he name. Did I did it. That's no, what good. Do you mean? I'm he good with did it. it. He I'm did good not it. do it. He I'm didn't say it. his whole name. Ray Ray is a legitimate nickname for Ray Allen. Everyone <laughs> no. knows when you say Ray Ray, that means Ray Allen. No, I, didn't say say I, didn't, I didn't say that. You said Ray? Ray. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Ray Ray. I was that's Ray Ray. No, you just said Ray Ray. I almost said his last name, but I didn't. So I said, you know what? This is breaking. This is groundbreaking. Just Ray. Just Ray. Listen to all hundred episodes. His real name is Walter Ray, but... We'll just leave it at I that. I understand that. You've said that a thousand times. That's because it's, it's the truth. You just said my boy Ray Ray. And, and the street goes. A hundred straight episodes, Joel has not said the words Ray Allen. Well, this is, the first, this, is the first time, this is the first time I've said his, his first name finish. or his second name finish. or his middle name. You said Ray Ray. That's like basically. No, I did not. I'm I like, did not. Yeah, that's I my boy. No, that's my I boy. Not. I did not. So, yeah, he, runs, he ran into that fucker. <laughs> Posted a, an Instagram pic because they played against each other in this pickup game, which I don't, I still don't know what it was for. So it was a celebrity game. Okay. But uh, I don't know why there's only two highlights. There's the highlight of Ray Allen dunking. Yeah. And then Paul makes a three. I'm, no, no. And then, and then, and then. I'm assuming that they, they didn't score a lot. They probably didn't play a lot. Oh, no, and then number 20 popped the, popped the three in Paul's face. Really? That's another one. Oh, I didn't see that one. Mm. Yeah. So afterwards, they, uh, they posed a picture together, and Paul's obviously taking the high road, clearly wants. Ray to uh, come to his Jersey retirement ceremony. Hashtag let's bury the hatchet. And he tagged Ray John Rondo and Kevin Garnett. Okay. So, in the post. So no, this might be one of the best like Twan and Ray. This might be one of the best uniform retirement ceremonies that we've seen in a long time. Not, right. not since Bird. I mean, we already got Antoine Walker going to be in the building. 100% hey. he said. From the looks of this, if Ray's there, you know KG's already there. Oh, yeah, they're going to be there. Doc, be I don't there. know how his schedule's going to work, but Doc will be maybe there. Doc, Doc could go there. Doc will be fired by then, dude. He'll be there. <laughs> Either that or Doc is going to take a night off. Yeah, I'm just going to go to Boston, guys. Yeah, right. See you guys. 
Um, and I'll see I'll see you guys later. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be called it's gonna be called Boston Gate. I'll be and, back in a little bit. And watch. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot more surprises. I expect David Ortiz to be there. It's gonna Tom be a Brady. great moment. It's gonna be a great moment. So Brady yeah. might be there. Will be real real quick because you you talked about it a little bit IT with with Antoine and um you know quotes from Ray and yeah we didn't have a lot of time to get into that yeah but, but we'll, I'll say that for next week but yeah okay, we, can but a little, we can get into it right now my two cents on this mm, and I and I really don't want to fucking talk about Just it throw afterwards. a nickel in dude get some Thomas Jefferson like, <laughs> look clearly from the interview this dude doesn't doesn't get it doesn't get it right like they're asking him a bunch of questions like the same way but worded differently like yo are you cool with Paul again mm. and he would he wouldn't fucking answer it yeah he just like kept saying like no you know from that from their end you know they're still mad but you know I got no ill will towards no one look bottom line what I take away from this is that it's not the fact that he left to Miami it's what you know Paul and KG and Ronda are all pissed off about you know the dude took less money you know he took less of a role to a rival team that they just beat the Celtics that's it's just the way he did it they didn't he didn't give a heads up to Pierce this is what Pierce has been always been saying. He hasn't changed his fucking story. Mm. Like, it's not the fact that he left. It's, it's the fact that he didn't talk to me or talk to KG. He's mm. like, it's pretty much like, fuck everybody else. He didn't talk to us too. Like, we, yeah. us three, we built this, like, new. They this find new, out the, yeah. the same way we all did. Exactly. Yeah. So, they didn't give, he didn't give them the heads up. So, you know, all they ever wanted was a, a, a conversation. And because they felt like they were brothers, they felt like they deserved that. But, you know, Ray will never see it that way. It, to him, it's, it's, it's like, no, I did what I did, and he's that stubborn that he, he won't be like, yeah, okay, you're right, guys. Even five mm-hmm. years later, whatever mm-hmm. amount, he's pretending like he doesn't know how long it's but, been. But that's the kind of yeah. that's the kind of. But but but, Pierce, but that's he the type puts of dude. off. But Allen puts off that image from the beginning. I mean, yeah. we talked about Ray Antoine, yeah, and we said it before but, in the past. But that's why I said that he Pierce, was never in that in that crew in that group. You know, he was never in one of those yeah, guys Pierce, that was Pierce, getting dinner with maybe them. off the court. You're right, but maybe off the court. But on the court, like they, you know, they. Well, yeah, won he's games. one of the best players in the court, obviously. Yeah. So Pierce and KG didn't make that any better, by the way, either. Well, but at least like going at least, out but, and just talking shit, like yeah. that's not gonna fix the situation. But it's not really talking shit. It's more like, look, they this were is talking what, mad shit. How are they talking mad shit? What did they say that's shit? That's like considered shit. That he's a, that what? Did they call him an asshole? If you're did they say up, that like he's it, a piece, he's a piece of garbage. What did they say to him? If you're bringing up Bray Allen, like that's not gonna help the situation on national television. Saying people yeah, were asking, we were, they were we like, were yo, pissed that Ray left. Like obviously that's not gonna they, save they Ray. They asked Twitter. Yo, send us questions. What, what other question anybody's going to send that I'm, anyone else wants to know about? I'm just saying. They answered the question. Yeah. I'm just saying. They answered it honestly. And, and, and let's face it, Sean. Well, let's face it, Sean. Let's face it, Sean. They put themselves out there to ask questions. And if they didn't address it, you would have been like, oh, they. That's what I mean. Like, if you know, they, they went but the that's other not route. talking shit. They're they just scared. like, they're just, they're speaking what they felt. You know what I mean? Like, at least for peers. And I said it when after, after that episode, after the Area 21. Pierce is going to, to me, it feels like Pierce is the only one that really wants to bury the hatchet, but now more so because of this ceremony. He wants him there. He was, that was one of his favorite teammates. He considered him, you know, a friend or a brother, whatever the case may, may have been. And when, whether, whether the rest of them, you know, KG, Rondo, even Perk, uh, or even, or, or Ray, if they don't ever want to like mend fences, Pierce is like, I'm good with that. As long as he comes to my thing, because I want him there. I took the, I took the high road and I said, this dude's never gonna come up to me and be like, "Yo, let's squash this." He's gonna—he's the one that's like, "Fuck it, I, I'm gonna be the bigger man." But it is what it is. I think it's just tough to say because, okay, I, you know like, what? Okay, like, Sean, I, I get what Sean's saying though. Like, 
it's not that they were talking trash, but let's face it, the whole thing was a little, it was tasteless, right? Like all of them feel I like mean, they, all of them, all them just them like airing them out. Wrong. But all, yeah, right. But yeah. like at the same time, it's like all of them airing them out. They're all taking their turn to talk about it. You know, um, well, besides Rondo, Rondo didn't really get too deep into it because yeah, you know Rondo, Rondo didn't say shit. And yeah. He's probably the dude that had the most shit to say, but he didn't say anything because I guess it, uh, what, it's I'm, a, it's what I'm little, trying to say is like it's a little gonna... tasteless, but at the same time, you can't expect them to not address it, right? And they, it kind of just spilled from there. Well, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna give Ray all like Ray ditched them, right? But the fact that oh, who's gonna mend the fence afterwards, right? Because this is a broken relationship, like if. Pierce and KG really wanted to fix this, and that's what they wanted. And Ray was being just a dick. They would have never opened it up to questions, which they know they're going to get asked about their relationship well, with Ray Allen. Especially well, they when do, it's the whole eight team, and he's the only dude not there. Well, even KG said it was like, "Yo, like I feel like this will get fixed. Maybe not right now, but eventually it will." Yeah, but they both Pierce, said that. Pierce said, "Yeah, that too. Pierce said it too." And Pierce, it's like right now he wants it out of the way because he's like, "This is happening. This yeah, ceremony is happening." Well, hold on, hold on. I won't get my number retired twice. But let me let me else. let me throw this out there, and I want to make this quick because I don't want to. Yeah, that's fine. Keep going on with this, but um, why do you? Oh, Joel wants to go on with this. No, I don't. I don't. Just, <laughs> he wants. He's gonna well, say Ray you. Allen I, by the end of the night. He's I put say in. Ray Allen. I put in my shit. My my. You know. My I know you two, put my two nickels. Shit. I know. I know you put in your shit because right before you said that, you you like came on like somebody was just dropped like the illest fucking rap verse in the world. You were like, look, and they just went into it. Did I Dude. Oh, but the right thing, yeah. He's, he's he was like, like, "Listen, let me go, like, I got a lot to say on this." Uh, oh, for, uh, the, for the most part, like, check I've, it. And he's, <laughs> I mean, let me, let me, I'm, not, I'm just saying, for the most part, I've I've kept it minimal because it's like I feel like, you know, I thought this was, was done. To be honest, this is the most emotional I've ever seen you, man. All right. So the reason why I think scalding take a lot of this is going on with Ray Allen speaking, like, why else would he be speaking out right now? Because I think the biggest reason is because his feelings are hurt. Why? Why are his feelings hurt? Why? Number 20? Yes. Yes. The signing of Gordon Hayward wearing number 20 just makes it official. So then, Puts the nail in the coffin. His number was not will never be retired. All right. So then let me ask never you this. Let me ask, both of y'all, let me ask both of y'all this. Is that messed so? up? Is that messed up? Is that a slap in his face? Is that talking That's shit? That's what this is all about. He's, his feelings are hurt. I don't Not because it's... of what's going on with them, but if you look at the interview, he's attacking the organization. He's not attacking that Paul means, Pierce, yeah. those guys. He's attacking the Celtics because in his mind, he's like, wow, after everything I did, I still brought you guys a championship. You're not going to retire my That number. means the Celtics aren't over it either. You're not going to retire my number. Well, so as much, okay, as, much as, people okay. want, as much as people want to say bad things about Pierce, Garnett, whoever, the Celtics aren't over it either. Right, apparently. so if this, if this is like a... If this is a Ray Allen versus the organization, not versus KG and Paul Pierce. That's you what think, this is. And you think that there's some type of bond there. If you ask Paul Pierce and KG if Ray Allen's number should be retired, would they say yes? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Mm, maybe not all of them. What? I just said KG and Pierce. They would say yes. They would say yes. I don't care. I don't know about anything Yeah, that's else. true. They would say yes. Mm. I mean, look, we'll just look at, look at... We'll have to ask them that next time we have Paul Pierce on the episode. I mean, episode I mean, 101 at, now, though. I mean, look at, look at, look at, look at what the organization did with... with just, just, a, just an example, right? No, I... I Rondo, right? They gave, it, they gave his number to Demetrius Jackson. Right. Right off the bat. At least the number 20 goes to an all-star who they look at as the one's going to be here for a long time. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I th- I, but I think also, too... Was the number thirty one? Was Max's number one after Max was there? Probably, right? Say that again. Thirty one. Thirty one. Yeah, oh, before yeah. it was retired. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was. Yeah, I, it probably was. So I think I don't think was it, Ray. Didn't, didn't Xavier McDaniel wear that? 
Yeah, he did, right? Yeah, yeah. He did. So Max. I mean, so I mean, there. Not to date, and my, Max, not to date myself, but Max yeah. didn't leave on the best terms either. You know what I mean? Like, so no, he didn't. Yeah. So like, I think there's something to just to it. Like, yeah, because he, he, he's. So you're saying yeah. there's still a chance they'll retire. Your number will be retired eventually, but you know what? You didn't. You fucking. You left us, so we're not gonna. Re- we're gonna put you in the same vein as everyone no, else. You're right, but Sway brings up a good point. Why every time? But what if Gordon Haywood wins a couple championships? Though that's the thing. But, that's but, but, no, but, no, but why? Yeah, but why? Man, he has to get retired. But why every time like his name is brought up in the media? Like he has to respond. Oh, I got it. This is my chance. So people don't forget about me, type of thing. He's got an ego. Well, I think he's, he's yeah, got but an ego. I think a lot of that. I think all this extra speaking out and responding to what's going on and addressing the issue has a lot to do with the fact that they signed Gordon Haywood. And he's yeah. wearing that jersey, and he yeah. said, "Hey, can I?" Can and I Sean said it best. If if heck, if, if Haywood wins one championship. They're gonna retire his number. No, they're not. Hayward. Yes, yeah. he is. Man, I just yeah. feel like I just because feel like Hayward Ed- is like the quote unquote Paul Pierce of the scenario. Yeah, I just, of the something's going gotta, into the finals gotta, and I winning think, it eventually within think, the next I don't know five years. If he win, if they win a championship this year, Hayward's not getting retired. I think you have to like win like and be there for a little bit. To well, get I'm retired. assuming like, he's, come on. I'm assuming he sticks around five years like Allen did. Let's yeah, face sure. it, they both sure it, put it this way. Just from his contract, well, then do, what do you just from his contract? You retire Holford's number, dude. Just from his contract, five years, same level, five years. Horford has never been a number one or number two on this team. Sure. So, obviously, in this scenario with Hayward and Irving, he'll be the one-two with Irving. But if you think if you think about it too, like they're opening. If 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 you're gonna retire Pierce, Garnett, and and not Allen, right? Then all of a sudden you're gonna take. I mean, if you if you have the same. No, I, I mean Garnett coming in is basically like. Hayward and Irving coming in and winning a championship okay, so with them. How, how many players have worn number five since Garnett left? Nobody. Yeah, that would be that would be groundbreaking. So do you think happen. you think like thirty years down the road, Ray gets like thirty years, like Jesus Shuttlesworth, like retired, like his? I don't think so. I mean, Max Max was Max what? was almost twenty years it was after almost he left the Celtics. Right. That was a long time. Max man. was what oh four? So twenty years down the road. If, funny, if, Paul if, Pierce if he doesn't even, get his number retired in twenty years, then it's never gonna happen. I remember Paul Pierce even made a joke. Was like, man, I thought my number gonna be retired before yours. He told Cedric yeah. Maxwell. Yeah, almost twenty years after he finished playing but with the Celtics. Same time though, I think the only reason why Max got his number retired, unfortunately. Is because they hadn't retired a number in a long ass time. They were like, yeah. they like Bird got his number retired, a Mikhail, then Parrish, then Reggie Lewis, right? But then like it was like four or five years because Reggie Lewis got his number retired immediately, and then no, DJ, at, DJ, I think years. was in there. It was like, well, they meant like no, old DJ three. was in there at some point. No, Maxwell got his number retired. Like I know, three, but DJ was like in oh, the late nineties. Oh, like, oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he started working for the organization again, and then yeah, you know. Of course, that conversation gets brought up all the time. You know, when is his number going to get retired? Like, but, uh, he was a finals MVP, you know. But I think they realize, like, if we don't retire Max's number now, I mean, Max's number was the last number to be retired, right? Yeah. So how long ago was that? 2000, 13 years? 2003, 2004, So, like, yeah. they were like, well, we might as well try to fill this in. Like, Max, you were the finals MVP, you know, rookie, whatever. Yeah. We'll put you out there. But, like, if they didn't do that, man, you'd be looking at the 1986 I mean, he left and he was bashing them too because they were. He was mad that they traded him because he was injured. Yeah. Well, wait, 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 bro. Let's, and the, and, let's, they, and let's, they, let's hold on a second yeah. though. Max came back, got his broadcasting job. I mean, mm. he was sort of working with yeah. the Celtics, so it's kind of easier for yeah, him to get to do that, his yeah. number retired. With uh, you know, compared to somebody who has nothing to do with the team anymore, you know. You know? He was a Finals MVP. What if Bill Walton? Paul played? Pierce is a Finals MVP. Yeah, what if I mean, Bill Walton? Obviously, Paul put more time here, but you know, I feel like Maxwell. That Finals MVP is what made the difference. What if what if Bill Walton played a few more years? 
right? He initially he he pretty much took Maxwell's spot. That's where Maxwell got traded out. And then maybe number five gets retired before fucking Garnett even gets here. Yeah, but he was all dumb by the time he came to Boston. No, I'm just saying, but he, he did win fucking six man of the year, <laughs> averaging eight and eight and eight. Eight and eight. Something so if like you that. put numbers like Kelly Olynyk, you can um I don't know. I just yeah. feel like Olenek could be a six man of the year eight back rebounds, then. dude. Come on. Yeah. Oh, okay, just, not eight. Okay, but what was he? Eleven and six. No, eleven yeah. and four, five. No, I don't know. Just bottom, bottom line, I, I just feel like if if it weren't for Paul's retirement ceremony or his jersey getting retired, you know, this this would go on for a little bit longer. So yeah, who knows? Been, between been, now and been then, going on for a while. Uh, you can you can actually catch uh, his exclusive interview, uh, the video on CausewayStreetBlog.com. Check it out. See what you think. In case you missed it, did you guys hear Deion Sanders' thoughts on Kyrie Irving? No. Nope. Kyrie Irving trade? No. Nope. All right. No. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Yes. Prime former time. football player. Prime time. Exactly. Let me play you a clip how this dude was really passionate about Kyrie Irving leaving Cleveland. I want to know what your thoughts were. I want to share your thoughts I'm about upset. that. I'm upset. What are you upset about? Uh, why leave? So you, you, you misconstrue what the king brings to the game. The king is so good that you've been to the finals back to back to back and you start thinking that this is normalcy. Have you lost your mind? This ain't normal. The only thing normal about this is the king, all right? I have never seen a dog leave to go elsewhere. Stockton didn't leave Karl Malone. Magic didn't leave Kareem. And, and, uh, and the reason, it, it, he has to understand that he's Robin. You're not Batman. Pippen understood that in its totality that he was Robin. You're going to leave? Well, and then you got to see LeBron? Well, let me explain. Let me explain. In the same conference? Let, let, let me, let let me, me that, And then I want to say something let me explain. about first that. Of all, first of all, it's about him not wanting to be stuck there once LeBron leaves after next season. That's number one. Hmm. A different perspective from, you know, someone that obviously is a fan of basketball but has been the guy. See, I think <laughs> I think Stephen A. Smith brings a good, a valid point. I think but, that had that had something to do with it, but I also think that Dion makes also a good thinking, point. Well, he was also thinking to himself, "What if LeBron does stay? Do I really want to be next to this guy for the next four years? I mean, what I, if he signs a big extension? Like, and then on the well, other side of that would, coin, would have a if chance, he leaves, though. he's yeah. like, I don't want to be. So it's like a lose lose. Yeah. Like, I need to get out of here. Now, people give Scottie Pippen a lot of credit because he stuck around with Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. But if Michael Jordan didn't leave for that one year and he had to play with the Bulls without Michael Jordan, season, you think season and a half, season and a half, you <laughs> think he would oh, basically two years because they didn't yeah. make a deep run that second year when he came yeah. back. Do you think Pippen would have just been like, yeah, I got this shit on my own. I want to go by somewhere on my own. No, he learned the hard way because Jordan left and then was like, damn, we won 45 games. That's, that's like it. Pointing, pointing at the, his shoes. Yeah. Like, bro. Cut the shit. Come but back. then he realized, like, yeah, Jordan, I need Jordan. Like, <laughs> Kyrie can't go through this. So whatever. He, if he stayed with LeBron and and LeBron did stay, yes, I think there would be titles. They would rack up titles together, and, and Kyrie would be looked at the same vein Scottie Pippen is. But the thing is, LeBron is fucking leaving because he's a fucking psychopath and he's a fucking disloyal asshole he just won't stay in cleveland he's not staying in cleveland dude there's no fucking way everyone who's from cleveland is like ah, oh, lebron's pack is good it's like dude he's definitely leaving like he doesn't give a fuck about the city of cleveland so jordan at least came back came back he probably could have came back for any other team but came back to the bulls and pippen is only viewed as a top what 
50 player of all time, even if you look at that at that list, he's only on there because he played with Jordan. I don't know. I think he had some quality years in Portland as a, you know. Oh, as a top 50 player of all time? No, he was basically like. So he wasn't a 50 player in Portland? You just, just for just his Chicago years? Yeah. Okay. All right. What, are you going to bring up the Rockets years after this too? <laughs> well, he only played one year in the Rockets, but. No, Scottie Pippen on the, on the Blazers. <laughs> Talk about an old school super team. Charles Barkley, Scotty Pippen, <laughs> Clyde Drexler, Clyde Drexler, Clyde and Hakeem Olajuwon. Like everyone's like, oh, this is not going to be a good year. This is like, I'm like, I'm injured. Their bench was like, I don't feel good. Was Matt Matt Maloney? <laughs> that's like, that's almost like Pierce Eddie Johnson. Remember Eddie Johnson? It was like Pierce Garnett, Shaq, and like I don't know one other person just coming back together, being like, we still got it, man. Like, Rashid. Rashid, she's, yeah, she's there. So basically, that it. basically the fucking blend together of the 2010 Celtics and the 2012 Celtics, just blend them all together. Well, 2011, nah, yeah, 2012, 2012 Celtics were a lot younger. Come on, Greg Steesman. They were Shaq on that team, though. He brought that, you know, that average down. When team. when they traded for Shaq and they were like, we're gonna have a deep postseason from this dude. I was like, this dude is not fucking playing. Jermaine O'Neal's on that squad too, dude. Just in case you missed it, it's brought to you by. CLNS <laughs> for our 100th episode. When you want the best, make sure you download the CLNS mobile app for the best online sports coverage. You can also listen to the Causeway Street podcast on there. That's the CLNS mobile app. 100 episode, fellas. Yeah, it's been a crazy run and ride here. Yeah, it's craziness, man. You know what makes it crazy? All the listeners, man. All the listeners throughout these uh, 100 episodes, especially recently. Especially over the last it. year. Yeah. Good. The last year has been unbelievable. It's we been a revolution. It. So uh, I think, yeah, it'd only be right for our 100th episode just to say thank you to everyone that's been tuning in, man. Yes. It means a lot. Much appreciated. It's crazy how many, uh, how many listeners it's gone up to in comparison to when we first started. And you know what? It wouldn't be at the number it was at unless for you, listener. You yeah. make the difference. Yeah. We're talking to you. Right Listen now. Up. Just me and you sitting down. Just imagine we're in the room together. <laughs> no, no, just make it awkward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Make sure you uh, hit up our, 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 our homepage, <laughs> causewaystreetblog.com. Check out my, I, I don't know, it's not a letter really, but it's just a piece about Isaiah Thomas. Now that the, the trade is official, he's been introduced by the Cavaliers. So to move on from the Isaiah Thomas era, even though it only lasted two and a half years. So you can check that out. Oh, he's also going to be on Law & Order, guys. I love Law & Order. SVU is one of my favorite shows. They, f- they filmed that in Cleveland? I don't know where the hell they filmed it. Mm. Actually, I heard they filmed it in Charlestown. No, I'm kidding. I don't know where the fuck they filmed it. Go Ben Affleck, dude. No, that episode should be out in like late October. In the fucking town, dude. No, Casey. Casey's going to be on that one. Casey's there, dude. Why? Right. Yeah, Casey. Oh, yeah. make sure to. What about uh, Ronnie, dude? <laughs> make sure to read uh, another article on uh, Marcus Smart and his uh, his summer, I don't know, routine, if you want to call it. He's, he's hired a personal chef and he talks about all the, uh, all the changes and talks about his former mentors and Isaiah. Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley. Marcus Smart's gonna be the CausewayStreetBlog.com. Be the dude this year. He's gonna be the dude. And that is it for. In case you missed it, for our 100th episode, we don't say our names enough. I don't blind, think. Blind, blind. I'm Joel Pavone. I'm Sean Dutra. <laughs> you guys know who I am. Come on, <laughs> Joe Sway Pavone, <laughs> the guy who pisses off Fred Hoiberg. I can't wait for that to come around this season. <laughs> oh, it's on part two. So yeah, guys, 100th episode. Thanks again to Antoine Walker. Make sure y'all. 
Hit them up on Twitter. Yeah, Where's check it? out that podcast too. That? But uh, keep listening to us. And you know what? Get onto iTunes and subscribe to the Causeway Street Podcast. If you listen to this on YouTube, if you listen to this on uh, wherever the hell else you're listening to, just go to iTunes, subscribe, like, rate. Thank you. We love you. And we can't do this without you guys. I'm going to get all emotional over here, man. I follow, <laughs> follow Antoine at Walker Antoine 8 on Twitter. Follow us on all social media accounts, Causeway Street. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. Everywhere. Everywhere. Shout out to uh, to <laughs> Nick, too. Nick Gelso. We got to get him on again. All right. We up out of here. 101 coming up. 101. All right, guys. Here's to 100 more. Ching. Bye.